0: Everybody, welcome to episode 212 of a wrestling gal podcast, providing you with the female perspective on all things wrestling. Join me, your host and wrestling enthusiast, Ella J. As today I am joined by the hell bent vixen, Viva Van. Now let's chat. Hello, everybody. Today, I am joined by the PCW Ultra Women's Champion, Viva Van. So how are you doing today?
1: I'm doing great. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Of course,
0: you have been doing so much recently, my lady. You have been everywhere, your Viva Four belts. But before we get into all of that fun stuff, how do you think you've managed to stay positive or maybe sane throughout the last, I guess, 20 months at this point of this craziness in the world?
1: Sane. I don't know about being sane. <laughs> fair. fair. <laughs> A lot of things you don't see uh, behind closed doors or, but you know, just, stay focused on the main goal the goal never changed even throughout the whole pandemic
0: yeah it's been absolutely crazy I feel like especially in the world of wrestling it's kind of hard to stay sane but I mean definitely (laughs) yeah honestly though it really has especially in California too because California was struggling there for a while am I right yes we were
1: completely
0: (laughs) shut down the East Coast, you know, was
1: thriving and wrestling and everyone from the West Coast was just watching and hoping to get an opportunity to be invited out to the East Coast.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's true. But I mean, a positive definitely going on for you right now is, I mean, the fact that you were the holder of not one, not two, not three, but four championships right now. Correct? Yes, that's correct. Honestly, like, do you do you just use those as your workout? I feel like you could like just wrestling. (laughs) No, no. Like the, just holding the championship. belts. like, that's some weights right there.
1: I probably could. (laughs) They're pretty heavy. Like I, I took a picture with them the other day. And honestly, I only stood there for a few (laughs) minutes and I'm like, okay, I am done. This is too heavy.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Cause you think each of, actually, I, I don't even know how heavy each of them are, but definitely a good amount of weight. Honestly, that could be like, that could honestly be a whole thing of itself a whole workout.
1: Yeah, it definitely can, but uh, I definitely want to protect it so I won't
0: use it in a okay. workout. Fair. Fair <laughs> so- enough. Got to protect the gold, definitely. Yeah. Good call mm-hmm. there. Now you did recently dethrone Ruby Rays to become the PCW Ultra Women's Champion after he- she held the title for an impressive over 650 days. Mm-hmm. So, what was that experience like for you and that emotional, I think really great victory?
1: Uh, It was a very tough match, you know, Ruby Mm -hmm. is a very good wrestler, and she's been in the business for quite some time now. So to go against someone with that much experience was an honor. And um, the whole time I just kept telling myself to not give up, not give up like this is I've been working for this for so like the last four years, you know, I've dreamt about being in the PCW ring before there was even a women's title there. So it meant so much to me in the moment that I want it. It's just all emotions round loose.
0: I can bet. And I mean, I mean, that just adds another championship to your collection. But like you said, like you've been wanting to since there was ever really a women's division in PCW. So now you're holding that you're kind of at the top of the mountain. How does it feel to be the woman on top in a company like you said, that you've been wanting to really be a part of for a long while?
1: It feels really good. It's definitely a dream come, come true, a big goal of mine. And uh, I just want to keep continuing to stay hungry and stay focused because it's
0: just the beginning. Of course, of course. And I mean, I feel like there's a lot of great women's wrestling, especially on the California scene right now, like yourself, Ruby, Delilah, Doom, Mighty Myra, Jin Savani, and of course, many, many more. But what is your overall take? You've been on the California scene for a few years. Obviously, Ruby's been there for a while. Delilah has been there, but then there's been some new names integrated in it, too. So what is your take, though, on the overall California wrestling scene right now?
1: Overall, there's not a lot of women in California. Mm-hmm. So I try to like, I try to bring in as much West Coast women. Mm-hmm. You know, we have people from Vegas like Sandra Moon and Maserati yeah. that come to California quite often. We had uh, Danica Delarouge, mm-hmm. She's on hiatus right now because due to injury, but she's from Washington flying to California mm-hmm. all the time for wrestling. And then we have Bryn Thorne Thorn. from mm-hmm. Arizona wrestling Federation yep. or Arizona area. So it's just I try to to like work with as many West Coast women like even, although it would be cool to just say all California, but let's just talk about like West Coast
0: in general. Definitely, too. Of course, I feel like the California scene, well, I mean, especially through the pandemic, too, because I, California was really hindered by a lot of stuff. Yeah. But I mean, like you said, there is a lot of other amazing talents coming in from like future stars of wrestling like Sandra Moon and Maserati, like you said, and then mm-hmm. Bryn Thorn coming in from around the Phoenix area. So it's cool at the West Coast and of course, Washington and Oregon and all of that. But it's cool that yeah. California, I think, is I think steadily coming back together and really rising up again in pro wrestling, because I feel like that was really one of the last wrestling scenes to get back into things.
1: Yes, that definitely. No, yeah. We were, we were definitely one of the last days to start <laughs> having shows again. And it feels good to finally be back. Definitely. Ready. Too. All the wrestlers are ready. All the fans are ready. Like I think every show in California has been sold out or almost sold out.
0: Yeah, from what I've seen, the crowds have been really, really full. And I mean, especially to have that moment, too, in PCW Ultra and like a room like basically sold out, like I just feel like fueled that moment even more, I would assume. Mm -hmm. Yes, definitely. And of course, women's wrestling has come a long way, but I feel like there's always still work to be done. So what Mm -hmm. else do you think needs to be done to elevate or push it to the forefront even more?
1: I think... If we just keep on the path that we're on right now, there's no way that women's wrestling is going to slow down. Like, I, I don't see it slowing down anytime soon, especially in the West Coast. I think there's even been talks about a women title for a championship wrestling from Hollywood.
0: So I'm very looking forward to that. Definitely, too. And I feel like, too, I know like future stars of wrestling in uh, Vegas had their I think it was their first ever women's show around SummerSlam. So I think that itself was definitely huge for like the West Coast scene. I feel like 2022 is just going to grow even more, fingers crossed. And as California and like Vegas, Arizona, like that whole West Coast gets basically itself back together fully, I feel like there's high hopes for the future.
1: Yes, definitely and i think uh i saw something on twitter about aew possibly coming over to the west Mm -hmm. coast finally next year you know that that's good to hear because i feel like west you know just west coast in general we don't get highlighted as much as the east coast because everything's happening over there so that's definitely something to look forward
0: to in the future that's definitely a good point i feel like outside of like obviously there's a lot of like california like san jose san francisco la but really Outside of California, like the other, like uh, Arizona, Nevada, Oregon, Washington, really, yeah, it doesn't get a lot of appearances. And like you said, yeah, AEW did confirm today at the time of recording this that they will be going to the West Coast in 2022. So that is definitely exciting. And of course, we'll be exposed to more talent. Obviously, you're no stranger to being on AEW, but I think it's going to be cool to see the potentials of having more talent from the West Coast exposed on a grander scales for sure.
1: Yes, definitely.
0: And of course, I mean, you are the first ever Vietnamese American female wrestler, but your mother is also half Australian, correct?
1: So we thought she was half. Oh, Australian. OK. <laughs> uh, we did 23 uh, me and I uh, forgot what was the other test? Ancestry? Ancestry. Yeah, we okay. did both. And it uh, came back that she's actually French and German, half
0: French and German and Vietnamese. Interesting. So yeah. <laughs> what? What? In how does? I don't know. Where did she think she was half Australian? Then interesting. So adopted, you know. Gotcha. During, yeah, she was adopted during the
1: Vietnam War, so she doesn't know her parents. Mm-hmm. Both her parents were in the, I guess, involved in the mm-hmm. war at the time, and had her, and she was given up for adoption, and her. Adopt parents told her that her father was Australian. Uh, that's what they thought. I mm-hmm. don't know how they even came up with that, but so she thought her whole life that she was half Australian, half Vietnamese, and then we took the test and it came out that she's actually French and German.
0: <laughs> so you got some French and German in you too. That's yeah. something. Now, when did you learn this? Uh, I think last year in the middle of the pandemic. Mm. Uh, yeah. So that's interesting. So have you kind of gone or discovered more of your French or German side or like done some um, research at all? Maybe
1: we've tried to reach out to other family members. Uh, We found a first cousin from her father's side and a first cousin from her mother's side. And it's kind of been a bit discouraging because we keep hitting dead ends. And I like I feel bad because I don't want to like Give my mom high hopes and finding her parents or finding her si- if she even has siblings I don't know but like every time that we found someone that's closest to like being related to her they've like reached out and then like we lose contact with them like we don't hear from them anymore as if like there's some family secret that they don't yeah. want
0: to be involved in. So that's as far as that goes. Got it. I definitely understand the struggle because my dad is adopted and we mm-hmm. really don't know his background either because like none, we don't know any of his biological relatives. Perhaps a test would definitely help that out. Yeah. But like, I understand that struggle of like kind of reaching out to people who might know, but that I, I get it. I get it. hmm. Yeah. But I mean, besides wrestling, you are also the CEO of Hellbent Glam. Now, as an entrepreneur and business owner, though, what was the most challenging aspect in starting up Hellbent Glam?
1: The most challenging part would probably be uh, creating the product and, you know, making sure to like present the product a certain way, like as in like photography. and stuff. Yeah, that was probably the hardest part. Because you want to, like, perceive, you know, your audience or your whoever you're trying to target to perceive it well. And so I think that was the hardest part was just getting a bunch of content out. And uh, now that wrestling is coming back around, I have to admit, I haven't been posting much on my business page because I've been so distracted. But maybe I need to hire someone to help me or something. <laughs>
0: I mean, at least from because I have a couple of friends who are like small business owners or business owners and like they wear so many hats like CEO, like you're the photographer, the promoter of social media, like yeah. doing inventory, mail, shipping stuff Everything. out. And yeah. I can't imagine doing all that on top of professional wrestling and like being a Ford champion, like holding four championships right now. It's definitely
1: tough right now, but it was it gave me something to do in the middle of the pandemic Mm -hmm. when there were no shows happening. So that's why I was able to focus on it so much during uh, Mm -hmm. the opening of
0: it. Definitely. And you got some really cool products on there, like a lot of chokers and of course some really glam. Oh, well, I mean, duh, hellbent glam makeup. But I mean, you got some really cool stuff on there, Viva. So I'm, I mean, I'm curious to know for those who maybe don't know, can you kind of define the aesthetic of hellbent glam?
1: Well, so hellbent glam uh, is a cosmetic accessory line that I created based off of the alternative Style, I think Goth, mm-hmm. metal girls, punk girls, any girl who ever felt like a regular makeup palette from Sephora didn't fit them, you can find one that will fit you at Helping.
0: <laughs> Pretty much, and of course, I mean it fits obviously with your whole look too, which I love. Like I'm obsessed with, by the way, because you uh-huh. just seem so confident. And I mean honestly, like probably 70 to 80% of my wardrobe is all black. So like, I highly <laughs> identify with it. Okay. <laughs> um, but I, oh. I'm also curious to know who are some of your fashion or beauty industry inspirations or icons? Um,
1: hmm. I felt like it's like a mixture of everything. Too. Okay. It's, not, it's not just, I felt like I had more of an answer when I was younger. Now I just kind of do my own thing.
0: <laughs> OK, what was your answer then when you were younger for like when your style younger, or beauty choices? I really
1: like uh, Masumi Max's
0: style. I remember I was like, man, I wasn't even a model yet. Dude, I don't know if you <laughs> heard of Masumi Max. I, I, The name sounds vaguely familiar. Yes, he's
1: a really uh, well-known uh, alternative model mm-hmm. from like the early, I want to say like MySpace days. Mm-hmm. And I remember I would just look at her photos, and I was like, "Man, I want to look like her. I like the way she dresses and stuff like that." And then, like you know, the typical, not not typical. I don't want to say that, but you know, like the horror icons, like, mm-hmm. um, freaking Vampira mm-hmm. and all that. So it's it's like also like nowadays on IG, you go on an Explore page, and it just like favors whatever you like. They already know what you like, <laughs> so you can see all these like cool goth. Metal fashion. That's probably where I find all of my inspiration is on the explore page on IG,
0: to be honest with you. <laughs> honestly, like same and back in the day, it was I don't know if you use this, but Tumblr too was definitely huge with like fashion and like makeup and like inspired stuff that I think cultivated like a whole generation. Unfortunately, Tumblr's mm-hmm. kind of died out, but definitely Instagram is definitely like the algorithm just knows you. It's kind of freaky sometimes, honestly. <laughs> yeah
1: it, it's not as scary as you think if yeah. you're in marketing you know how that works True. so people think that there's an FBI agent just listening to everyone, <laughs> it, it's not it's literally just it's it's just your phone it just it just knows what you like because you search those things mm-hmm. so it's going to keep showing you those things but uh <laughs> besides that I think I also when I was younger I was obsessed with Aaliyah but when she was mm-hmm. doing like her, the last album she did, she kind of had like an edgy look like that rock. Mm-hmm. She was going for like an alternative look herself. And I really love that about her.
0: Definitely too. like a lot of range right there. And of course, like I feel like when we're younger, of course, we're going to look to like the magazines and social media. Yeah. But as you get older, you kind of just cultivate like a combination of stuff and make it your own, which I think you, you're definitely doing.
1: Yeah, thank you.
0: You know, you mentioned obviously like the marketing of Instagram and I'm sure like marketing definitely goes into like running your own business. So did you have to kind of teach yourself marketing and like the business attributes and promotion or did you have somebody kind of guiding you along the way?
1: Well, I went to school for business marketing. Got it. Stuff that I did for my business. I learned in college.
0: Got it. Makes sense. Now, what would you say is like I don't know if on Instagram, but what what is one thing that you took away that you think is really, really essential to maybe promoting or branding your own business then based on your studies?
1: Just making sure to come up with as much content as possible without uh, how do I say it? like you have to come up with a lot of content, right? Mm-hmm. But like you got to make it look like it's different content each time. <laughs> Do you get what I mean? Yeah. You need to save your content and not post so much because you don't want to like uh, run out, run out. And you also don't want your audience to be exhausted from seeing the same thing over and over again. So if you do a-, a photo shoot, for example, like I will probably only post three pictures from that photo shoot, but I won't post it all at once. I'll post it over time. And that's mm-hmm. the one thing that I learned that has helped me not just with my business, but also with my Instagram page as well.
0: I definitely feel that struggle because like once you take, like, even if it's not like a photo shoot or it's something you're really, really excited about, you want to share it all at once. But yeah, it is especially, that- yeah, you want to tease somebody to get them to come back. I get it. I get it. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. So that was the most important thing I had to learn because back in the day when I would do a photo shoot, I would post them all at once. Mm-hmm. I ran out of content. What do I post now?
0: <laughs> yeah, and I think no matter whether it's like, a selfie or a photo shoot or your products or apparel or, or something, you know, you want to reel it And I mean, I'm slowly learning like the business stuff and like promoting like podcasts and like apparel and all of that. But that's definitely something that I would just literally like puke everything out onto the Internet, if that makes sense, like all at once to get it out there. Yeah,
1: I get it. I totally get it because you get excited when you yeah. have new, new stuff to post, right? So you want to share it to the whole world. But you also got to think, like, do people really want to see 10 pictures of me in the same photo shoot? Fair. (laughs) Fair.
0: But you do know those carousel, well, at least, at least now, like the carousel posts on Instagram are really, really popular and engagement. So I don't know, maybe, maybe like 10 is excessive, but I mean, the carousel, like the
1: carousels come through
0: impression. Yeah, they come
1: through. They really do. So it's a great thing they, uh made that available to everyone.
0: <laughs> Definitely. I mean, talk about photo shoots, though. I mean, you said you've been modeling for a while. Do you have a favorite or most memorable photo shoot you've ever done? Um,
1: I think my most favorite photo shoot I've ever done was uh, I did electric tape back in like 2014 in the middle of the desert. for Vegas. That one was just memorable to me because it was just the... The photographer I worked with, her name was Sylvia Pavari. She was a good friend of mine. And uh, it was just so easy to work with her. And she has, like, such an amazing, like, eye for, for like, poses. And, like, a lot of the poses I came up with, she would also, like, say, well, maybe you can do this also. Mm-hmm. And it just elevated that whole photo shoot. So uh, I think that was my favorite shoot I've ever done. Was that. Now,
0: how obviously, it's out in the desert. It's probably dry. But depending how long you were out there did did you not get like exhausted or like really really uh, yeah i guess exhausted or like dehydrated at all cuz i can't i can imagine those take hours
1: it can but we went during sunset mm. so we got some shots when the sun was still out and then we got some as it was getting darker so i wasn't hot
0: got and, it and um
1: with her I like every time i shoot with her it was so much fun like time just flew by like like, I remember we would do three hour shoots holding almost the same pose for that long, but it didn't feel that way because I was having a fun time. I was having a good time with her. So, I think, I think like a lot of people may think long photo shoots can be exhausting, but mm-hmm. if you're doing what you love and you're having fun with it, time it just flies.
0: True. And I mean, it's true not only in modeling, but in life in general, definitely. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm, I'm very, I would love to know more uh, Like talking about photo shoots and modeling. I would love to learn more about your running towards becoming the Maxim cover girl a few years ago and how this (laughs) opportunity like even came about. I think I know you at least made the top 20, if not the top 10, if I'm remembering correctly.
1: Yeah, I don't remember. Uh, I made as far as I could, I think Mm -hmm. it might've been top 20. I don't know about top 10. I'm not too sure. I don't remember about it, but, uh. It, it, the opportunity uh, came when they, they emailed me mm-hmm. and I just said, okay, I'll give it a shot. And I I went with it and it was, it was a pretty hard competition. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> the other models are very competitive on there and they have, you know, it's based off of votes. And yeah. Like, it's only like one daily vote you get or something like that. Like you get a free vote daily, but if you want to vote more than once you have to pay for that. So it's kind of like, I don't know. I didn't I didn't like the whole idea of you having to pay for votes because in a way I feel like someone could have (laughs) cheated. But it was cool.
0: It was cool to be a part of that. I've noticed, too, like more people, at least in the last like three years, I've noticed more wrestlers have actually been doing them. Like I know Alex Gracia did one a couple of years mm-hmm. ago. Alicia, too, did one and a few other wrestlers, which I didn't realize that. Oh, well, duh, I mean, a lot of the wrestlers do stuff outside of wrestling, but it's, it's definitely cool seeing some familiar faces being involved in cool stuff like this.
1: Mm-hmm. No, yeah, definitely. It's cool that it reached out to the wrestling mm-hmm. community because I know that I got the contact through my modeling, not through yeah. wrestling. Hmm. Yeah.
0: Interesting. And I mean, yeah, so this was 2018. So it was really your first full year in wrestling, I think, or second year. Yeah. 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 So, yeah, but yeah. I'm curious, though, too. I mean, we're talking about like hellbent glam and modeling. Do you have any makeup hacks or tricks that you live by or that has really helped you along your way?
1: A makeup trick that I do have uh, with setting spray. Okay. A lot of people think that when you're done with your makeup, you just spray the setting spray on your face. You Mm -hmm. actually shouldn't do that. What you should do is get your makeup sponge and spray the setting spray on the sponge and you damp it, like dab it all over your face. And that's how the setting spray
0: gets every part of your
1: face and it just lasts longer.
0: Now, do you soak the whole makeup sponge like to make it very saturated?
1: Okay, I'll do one spray and I'll Mm. dab it until I feel like, okay, it dried out already. Then I'll do a second spray. I usually do like two Two sprays, and that's enough for your whole face.
0: Interesting. Now, how which setting spray do you use or prefer, or does it kind of I, change up?
1: I prefer to use the uh, uh MAC Fix, uh, mm-hmm. I think fix. fix fix it fix. or fix. Yeah, yeah fix it. I know what you're yeah, talking I'm about. Fixed or fixed it. Uh, yeah, it's fixed with the plus. That okay. is my uh go to setting spray.
0: Interesting that that's good to know. And how long, like, what is the long? Well, I think it probably depends on your day, but how long do you think your makeup will last with that hack? Uh,
1: it has lasted for more than 12 hours for me. So <laughs>
0: good to know, because I that sometimes is- have those long days where it's like that. Good to know.
1: Yeah, no, it definitely comes through. So you should definitely give it a shot. Mm,
0: okay. Definitely have to try that. Now I'm all about, I feel like I learn things a lot from like Talking to people or like TikTok has a lot of makeup packs and like things that I never even knew. Uh, So it's cool sometimes.
1: Yeah, I love TikTok. TikTok has everything. (laughs) Oh, gosh.
0: There's so many things I've learned from TikTok and like Uh different things that I never thought I'd do. Like, like I'm on baking TikTok and I don't even bake anything, but it's just so interesting to me. It just depends. It's
1: interesting to just watch how they do it. I'm like, Mm -hmm. well, I can never do that. I'll just watch it.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Of course. But switching gears here a little bit, talking uh, things a little bit spooky. I've seen you say that you love haunted places. So have you experienced any haunted places firsthand?
1: Yes, I have. I've experienced things since I was five. And also I did a photo shoot at a haunted hospital.
0: (laughs) Okay, you have to tell us that story. It
1: it was actually my first photo shoot ever. Oh, my God. At the Linda Vista Hospital in Boyle Heights. Uh, If you're from if anyone's from L.A., they know they know about this hospital. Mm -hmm. I think they shut down in like 92 or something like that. But uh, a lot of movies have been filmed there. And um, this one time I got an opportunity to go do this photo shoot. And as soon as like we walked into the building, it was ice cold. The AC is not running. Okay, oh the AC doesn't work there, <laughs> so it's just weird that it was instantly ice cold as soon as you step in. And we're looking for rooms to do shoots at, and we went into this first room. Mind you, this is not even ten minutes of being there. We're <laughs> like, okay, we're gonna come back to this room. This room is a good room to do a shoot in. The photographer and the phot- photographer's assistant walks out in front of me. I'm wa- I'm the last person walking out of that room. I felt cold hands grabbed me by like my arm and pulled me back a little my god! and I froze and I stood there and everyone turned back and looked at me and they're like why are you still in there I'm like I just thought someone pulled me back like I, I couldn't believe it that was my first time actually feeling something grab me oh. that I couldn't see oh
0: my gosh now you've said that you've experienced haunted places since five years old yeah what so- was your experience at five six years old
1: so my grandparents' home uh is haunted or was haunted. Mm-hmm. We don't live there anymore. But uh there was this restroom, this back restroom the back of the house that everyone was scared of using. Like every little kid I knew, my grandma used to be a babysitter, so there's a lot of kids. I had a lot of cousins, you know, around and no one ever wanted to use that restroom in the back for some reason. And we were playing hide and seek one day. And I thought, great idea. I'm going to run to this restroom that no one ever goes mm-hmm. to. So as soon as I ran into the restroom and I felt instant regret. I don't know why I felt that feeling. I just felt instant regret and right there I heard a voice yell at me. The toilet seat like just like slammed down by itself and the light flickered on by itself and I just ran out. Like as soon as I ran in and that happened I ran back out. I would have I cried. Regret- yeah. <laughs> it's something you can't forget, you know? No. I, I told my mom about it. I told, you know, I think I even told my grandma about it, but they're like, ah, you don't know what you're talking about. You know, you're five you're just treating me like I'm I have this crazy imagination. But you know, I still stand to this day that happened.
0: Oh my God, I'd be so traumatized at like five years old. And I think because
1: that happened to me and no one believed in me, that might have like opened up an interest Mm -hmm. towards the paranormal for me. So I'm like, no one believes me, but this actually happened. I want to learn more about it type of thing. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Would you say, I mean, you're, I mean, you're accustomed, I guess, to experiencing ghosts and haunted places Now, would you say you're still like fear of them or are you just more fascinated now?
1: I think I'm more fascinated than I am scared of it. And I didn't learn the term where like I guess uh, the term for me would be I'm sensitive to those things. Mm. Like if I were to walk into a haunted location, I think I would be the first one that that (laughs) the ghost or whatever paranormal would be messing around with first because I could just sense it.
0: (laughs) Maybe it's I'm I'm assuming. So how many if you don't know the number like it's fine. How many ghosts do you estimate you've experienced in your lifetime so far?
1: So far, I think I've experienced like five different experiences.
0: Oh, my gosh. That's wild, Viva.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's if you believe in it. You know? Yeah, I do. I oh, certainly okay, cool.
0: do. I certainly do. I've had uh, not as traumatic experiences, that, <laughs> but definitely like seeing them. Yeah, I can definitely attest to that. Not as many just once, um, but I definitely believe in it. Um mm-hmm. I think
1: I've only seen something once, like Mm -hmm. uh, another experience was when I was in high school and um, I was home alone and uh, I saw my mom walk from the bathroom to my bedroom, but I only saw the top of her hair. And then I remember, you know, oh, that's just my mom. And then I realized, wait, my mom isn't home right now. And I told my mom about that. And then my mom told me a story that She actually was sleeping in the living room one day when she was also home alone. And she woke up to a woman standing in the kitchen, staring at her from the living room. And uh, she said that the lady also has similar hair color to her. So we might have seen the same
0: ghost. Oh, my God.
1: (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So that was the only time that I ever saw something physically. But I've always felt it or heard it, never actually seeing it. That's crazy
0: maybe you, you, you probably you have to be maybe they're just drawn to you I, <laughs> I don't know maybe there's like some ancestor or something I don't know I can't explain probably. it but it's really like fascinating and like maybe maybe just because I've been always like drawn into like the horror paranormal like mystery stuff that I love talking about it and like the movies and stuff but like I feel like if I uh, granted I never encountered a ghost like very, very close. I don't know how I would react, honestly.
1: Yeah. <laughs> you don't, you don't know until it actually happens. Yeah. I think the most common reaction is that everyone freezes like, did that really just happen? Yeah. yeah. It'd be, or like, you t- kind of question your own sanity like, did, mm-hmm. did I really just see that?
0: Yes, you did, Viva. Like, you kind of look
1: for like <laughs> approval in it because you don't know. Like, you know, I don't know. It's just crazy.
0: <laughs> But to close things out, do you have a, I mean, Halloween season, spooky season is over, unfortunately, but do you have a favorite, uh, haunted or horror movie?
1: Uh, I have, I have a lot of favorite movies, but my okay. number one, I always say the exorcist because that, <gasps> that was the movie that, uh, that was shown to me when I was six years old. Now, and that- that got me into
0: horror movies <laughs> now the one i think the original or at least the one i think it was made in the 70s or something is it the original mm-hmm. or yes, okay i love the original got it yeah it's a good one that and oh, it's not called walking dead um it, it's something else walk something living dead night of the living dead is another good one too that i love like an old one i think it's from the 70s as well um that was one of the first ones I ever saw. One definitely when I definitely was too young to see it. But I still loved it.
1: Yeah, I think I was too young to see The Exorcist. <laughs> yeah, probably. I was terrified, but I was so fascinated. Yeah. By it. That was the thing—like being terrified, but you're fascinated. It's the weirdest thing. Now, as an adult, I watch horror movies even if it's not Halloween season. I watch horror movies almost every week. So when people ask me, oh, what are your favorite movies during you know spooky season? I'm like, I watch it all year long. Uh, All year. I have a shudder account. (laughs) Mm, (laughs)
0: Like
1: I'm always trying to find the next best thing, but I just feel like nothing has touched the Exorcist, (laughs) though.
0: So there's this movie coming out, and again, it could be total shit, but there's this movie coming out in February called Black the black phone or something Uh and i saw the previews and i was like oh my god i have to see this so like i have it written down that i need to see it i think it comes out in february of 2022 i think it would be something that like you're really interested in at least from the trailers that i've seen i was like i need to see this
1: oh yeah i felt that way when uh well i feel that way about every horror movie that's about to come out right? fair (laughs) (laughs) but like the last one i think i saw was malignant and Mm -hmm. i was so disappointed in it it's (sighs) It started off great. I'm mm-hmm. not going to spoil it for anyone, but like it started off great. And then the way how it was about to end, I just had to turn it off before it was even going to finish. Cause I was just like, no, this is just not it. No, no.
0: <laughs> yeah. I haven't seen that movie personally, but I hate that though when you're so hyped for a movie and then it just turns out like below your standards. Like, so it started off
1: great. Mm-hmm. That's all I gotta say. It, it was going somewhere great and That's just my personal opinion. You Mm -hmm. could think differently when you watch it. You might like the way it goes or the way it turns out. I didn't. So I shut it off before it could even end.
0: (laughs) Fair enough. Sometimes you're just through a movie and it's just not it. Mm -hmm. So be it. But before I let you go, Viva, can you please tell the listeners where they can find you on all your social medias?
1: You guys can find me on TikTok, Twitter, IG, and Facebook at HellbentVixen.
0: And do you, of course, there's hellbentglam.com.
1: Yeah, and if you're looking for any cool makeup
0: accessories that's vegan
1: friendly, find it at hellbentglam.com.
0: Even better. (laughs) Well, thank you so much for joining me today, Viva. It's been an absolute pleasure.
1: It's been a lot of fun. Thank you for having me.